0: Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for Impact Influencers by Impact Influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, Impact Influencers. My name is Evans Pupman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. Everybody, welcome to Infinite Impact Radio. I'm really excited today because, as this guest may or may not tell you, but when I had this idea for this podcast in my mind, and it was just moving around up here, and I knew I wanted to get it out, he was one of the first people I thought of, um, and I'm so I'm really excited for him to jump on finally with us just in in the, you made it into the top 10. So that's awesome. So everybody, I want to introduce Neil Martin. Uh, he's an award winning international speaker, author, and coach. He's the founder of CEO, constantly empowering others. And he's the co host of a great podcast, your best year starts here. So Neil, did I miss anything? Did I totally screw that anything makes- up?
1: That that works for me, Evans, and thank you for having me on the show.
0: Yes, definitely. I appreciate it. So before we get into what you're doing now, because one reason that I wanted Neil on, because he is out there impacting others positively all the time. I want to give a quick backstory before we get into his backstory. Neil and I met um, Funnel Hacking Live, I believe, last year. And if you're yeah. watching this on video, you will look at us and you will say, okay, those two guys look a little bit alike. And it, we may, we sort of joked about this because we called each other's twins from across the pond. But Neil's now sporting a nice little beard. Yeah. Action. I've, I've, I've,
1: grown, I've grown this beard that's messed up the mirror thing, right? But I mean, down <laughs> to bald head, same glasses, everything.
0: Exactly. It's amazing. And um, just, I felt connected to Neil though when I met him. I knew there was some kind of connection that I felt internally. And the more I've followed him online, he's been a real inspiration to me. He's been very helpful in my life. So I don't even know if he knows a lot of this And he's very, you know, I haven't reached out and told him but he's very inspiring, not just to everybody else out there, but to myself as well. So that's my little bit of backstory. And I'd love to hear Neil, how you got where you are today.
1: Okay. So first, first of all, thank you for that. I very much appreciate that introduction. Um, how did I end up? How did I end up doing what I'm doing now? Well, kind of by accident is probably the is probably the most honest answer, right? So, um, I was in like the corporate world, corporate IT world for uh, about 17 years. You know, that was the majority of my kind of professional career, and I reached a point where I was destroying my health with the the lifestyle that I was living. Um, actually by the time I left that industry, I'd kind of got my health back, but I'd gone through this period of like destroying my health, drinking way too much alcohol, eating too much of the wrong foods, not moving my body, uh, chasing shiny new things anywhere and everywhere to try and make myself feel different. And I was very, very focused on like things outside of me to fix me. And then in, uh, 2009, so 10 years ago, um, my second child was born. And I I looked at her and she was, you know, obviously she's a little baby in arms. And my son at the time was nine years old at the time she was born. And I watched him holding her. And I looked at the love between their two eyes. And it was like, this is beautiful. This is incredible. This is an amazing, amazing thing. Then I caught a a look at myself in the mirror. And it's like, that's not incredible. That's not an amazing thing. That, that is no beast guy that gets out of breath walking upstairs. That if he doesn't do something different in his life, is never going to see these two kids grow up. And I want to pretend like it was an instant thing if I went and did something and it wasn't. You know, It took me um, until my daughter was about six or seven months old before I actually started to take any kind of action on that. But I went through a a transformation with my own health and I got massively into like drinking green juices and vegetable juices and all this kind of stuff. And off the back of that, that led to me starting to run. That led to me running ultramarathons. Now, whenever I say ultramarathon, there's always someone that says, what is that? So just to explain it really quickly, technically an ultramarathon is anything longer than a marathon. Um, The first one I ever ran was a 107 miles off-road course with 13,500 feet of climb. Um, wow. Now, clearly, I didn't go from the couch straight to that. You know, there'd been half marathons and marathons and things along the way. Um, but it was a you know, massive, massive transformation. And without really doing it intentionally, I started to document the journey I was on. So I started to share things on social media and I wrote a blog and you know, I started sharing recipes of things I was eating and things I was creating and all kinds of other stuff. And in the first year and a half of doing that, over a million people read my blog without me running one single ad.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: And, and that kind of launched me into this whole, okay, well, how do I turn this into a business? And I left the corporate world and I you know, started to monetize that particular blog, which is not something actually, that, that actual blog is not one I spend time on anymore. Um, but I started to monetize this blog around juicing and stuff like that i started running health retreats i started running my own seminars and courses started speaking at other people's events uh ended up speaking at like there's a, an event here that's run by jamie oliver called big festival i ended up speaking at that you know a whole bunch of really cool stuff uh was on the bbc uh, in the huffington post you know really really awesome things happening for me and people start to say neil how did you do that like we love what you did with your health we love the way you mm-hmm. turned it around but all of this stuff you've built off the back of that. How? Because I want to know how to do that in my business. I want to know how I can take my story and my message and go out there and use it to help other people. Um, and so this would have been 2015. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about some of this stuff and talking about like some of what I've been doing and whatever. And she actually had been doing something kind of similar. And we said, we should just run one course together and, and see where this goes. And so we did. And that led to us actually being in like a business partnership for three years, which I then chose to leave actually in December of last year to go in a slightly different direction. Um, but it, it kind of went from me figuring stuff out for myself and other people asking my advice to you know, me going winning a two comma club award for the business that I built by doing that. Um, but it was all accidental. Like, I, you know, I'd love to say I had some grand plan and I knew what was coming next. And I knew, I, no, that's not true. What actually happened was I started telling stories and people started paying attention. And, and, and it's just as simple as that. Yeah. Um, so, and I, and I think one of the big points with that is there's nothing about me that's extraordinary. There's nothing about, you know, when I tell you about running ultramarathons or I tell you about two Comma Club Awards or I tell you about, you know, doing the, the Jamie Oliver event or what, I don't say any of that to like try and boost my ego or be impressive. I say it from the point of view of, I'm just a regular guy. And if I can do this, you can do it too.
0: I love that because you, you basically, you're just being your authentic self sharing that with no intention of like oh i've got to be this way or that way to make sure i make money you just were yourself and shared the journey and told your stories and people yeah, well, fell interesting, in. It, and people, it, interesting
1: one of the things with that actually is when i first started to try and monetize what i was doing i didn't really know how to and so there were there have been Right. And I think any business goes through this, right. As in right. we don't get it from time to time, you know, it's not just in the past. It can still show up in the future. We have these periods where it's like, Oh crap. Like, it's not working the way I thought it would you like, where's the money coming from? Right. Um, and that's been part of what I've had to figure out during that, during that process, during that process. Um, Because not everything you try works. Not everything that you think is going to bring you money brings you money. Not everything you think the market wants is actually what they want. You know, it's not like some straight line of I've had an idea today. Now let me go make a ton of cash. (laughs) What has worked for me though is let me be myself. Let me show up as me. Let me be honest about who I am. Let me show people who I am and what I do. And then let me listen. Because when I listen, very often people will tell me what I can help them with. Whereas if I go, hey, I'm, I'm,
0: you know, Whereas That's if I go, advice.
1: hey, I'm this guy. You, you <laughs> know what I'm saying, right? If you go there and you go, hey, I'm this guy. I had this idea. I'm going to help you with this thing. One of the things that I see, particularly in the online world, in the, in the digital marketing world, are people giving advice on stuff they've never even done.
0: Mm-hmm. Or they've
1: done once. Or they've maybe had an idea of a month ago they've done it for themselves for a month and now they think they're the guru, right? I I don't play that game. If I'm doing something that people want advice on, and it's something I haven't been doing very long, guess what? I will tell you, I haven't been doing it very long. And my idea of not very long, just to give you a really simple example, I've had a bunch of people recently actually asking me about things like podcasting, because you mentioned my podcast, your best year starts here. People have told me how much they love that. And can I help them with like their show with them launching a podcast and stuff? Um, And my view is, yeah, sure, I can help you. But bear in mind, I launched my first podcast on December the 24th, 2018. So I haven't even been doing it a year yet. So yes, I will share my experience with you, but I haven't been doing this a year yet. Now, have I been speaking for a long time? Yes. Have I been, you know, have I got a background as a DJ and a music producer and stuff? Yes. So do I understand a bunch of things that other people might not? Maybe, right? But have I been doing this specific thing? for years and years and years and have thousands of episodes out and loads of, no, I don't. And I'm not gonna pretend to you I do because if I pretend to you that I'm something I'm not, I'm not authentic to me. And probably my most important kind of value in life or certainly one of them is rigorous self-honesty. If I can't be honest with me, I'm screwed.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I will say this, going back to the podcasting thing, this is funny that you brought that up because I remember I reached out to you to discuss podcasting because I have been in a previous business, which I, don't, I haven't really discussed it on here and I'm not going to go into it, but I was a strategist behind growing and monetizing a podcast, but I wasn't this guy talking into the microphone and we had this massive machine that ran the podcast and I remember I came to you and uh, you actually said, you know, I'll jump on a call and see if I can help you. I'm not an expert at it, but I do know that I started a podcast. And so I asked you, I'm like, you know, I'm sort of stuck. I don't know what to do because I'm used to having an editor. I'm used to having a social media person. I'm used to have, and it's like, I'm paralyzed. What do I do? And I'll tell you the best. I tell people this still. I still share this with people that I run into that ask me about podcasting. I say, my friend, Neil Martin told me this one thing and it changed everything for me. He said, pick up that thing that's in your hand. He was referring to my iPhone press record on the voice app and start talking. Now you have a podcast. And I was like, that, I mean, here's the thing that was amazing about that advice just unfroze me immediately yep. because it was yep. so simple and it was so direct and so real.
1: But for so many people, me included, right? We can overthink things at times. Um, I'm actually in the process. There's an irony in what I'm about to tell you. I'm in the process of trying to finish a book, okay, which has the working title of "Done Beats Perfect." D O N E beats perfect, which is one of my kind of taglines as a speaker, okay. So you know, I I get out there, I motivate people, I get them to stop being you know stop procrastinating, get on with things, right? Um, But it's been taking me longer than I expected to write a book about (laughs) procrastination. Now, go figure. How is it that, that, that like? How is it that it's taking me longer and I'm procrastinating to write a book that's about stopping procrastination? It, it doesn't make sense. But it does because I'm a big believer that very often the thing we most need to learn is the thing we need to teach. You know, when we, when we share something with someone else, we learn about it for ourselves. And as I'm writing that book and as I've gone back and reread some of the stuff I've written so far, I'm going, ah, oh, I was writing this for me. I'm teaching me. Now, the fact that I'm going to obviously be sharing it with other people, great, but part of it's about teaching me, right? And one of the big things I've learned over the years is so many of us look for the perfect conditions to start something, the perfect conditions to start a project, or we look for, you know, the perfect team, or we look for the perfect date, or it doesn't matter what it is. We're looking for perfection. It doesn't exist, except that it doesn't exist, but you can get better if you start. If you don't start, you'll never get good at something. You can get better if you start. The first four episodes of my podcast, which we've mentioned already, you know, your best year starts here. It's me and Nigel Risner, uh, a friend of mine. The first four episodes were recorded on a little um, like dictaphone MP3 recorder thing with two cheap clip-on microphones. I mean, the whole lot, pro- all of the equipment we used was probably hundred hundred and fifty dollars tops. You know, and we recorded our first four episodes like that, sat in his living room drinking cups of coffee and we literally just sat down we had a cup of coffee we had a chat we recorded it our very first episode is called do we need an intro because it was us talking about did we need to create an intro to introduce the <laughs> podcast i love recording so that became the first episode right um when that first episode came out we got a bunch of feedback from people saying it needs a theme tune you need some music you need something so guess what Before the second episode came out, even though the first four had been recorded at the same time, before the second episode had come out, I'd recorded, I actually wrote and produced the music myself. I'd recorded a simple little theme tune and added it into the next episode. You know, and it, but it was like, let me listen to what people are saying they want and we'll do that. Because I know for me, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast and the intro part is so long, it puts me off listening to the rest of the show because I've got to listen to three to five minutes of the same thing on every (laughs) single episode right 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 so i I was paying attention to what works similarly most of our episodes are about 12 minutes long and we know that that seems to get good engagement i also know from personal experience if like there are some podcasts i listen to where the, the length of the episode varies massively and so they might put out one that's five minutes and then the next one might be 90 minutes And then the next one might be 42 minutes or whatever, right? And it bounces all over the place. For me, that's really hard to commit to listening to because I don't know what's going to show up and what my commitment is. Whereas there are other shows that I listen to on a, you know, on a more regular basis where I know all their episodes are 15 minutes long, or I know all their episodes are one hour long. You know, I love the Rich Roll podcast, but it's two hours long. It's a huge commitment. So unless right. he's got a guest I really want to listen to, I don't listen to it anymore. I used to listen to it every week. Now it's like, depending on who the guest is, I will or I won't. And you know, I love what Rich Roll's done with that podcast. I would listen to them all if I had the time to do it, but generally I don't. So I'm a lot more selective. But you give me 12 to 15 minutes, you know, worst case, I'll listen to it on double speed and I'm done in six. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just depends how fast someone talks as to whether I can get away with that. But generally speaking, short, for me seems to work. And, um, that's the feedback I've had from other people too. So
0: that's good advice. And, and what that sort of takes me to the next question I wanted to talk about, which is not necessarily about podcasting, but it is about, okay, you found your authentic self. You realize that you want to get out there and share these things. And I want to talk about something that happened recently in an event we were at together uh, in Denver, Colorado, unlock the secrets, Russell Brunson's private event for us who we were in his coaching club or coaching group and all of a sudden he said your name and brought you up on stage to make a point. And it yeah it, it has it's it's something that I think everybody should listen to because it, it really vastly changed your business when you started doing this. If I'm right, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. But why don't you share that story with us real quickly? If okay, you
1: don't mind. So, so, I mean, yeah, it was really cool when Russell asked me to come and share this. Um, I'm actually on Russell's speaker team. So I speak on behalf of ClickFunnels as well. So, yeah, I've spent some time with Russell and whatever. And it was very, very cool when Russell asked me to, to, to share that. And here's the thing that I shared. Okay. Um, and that's the importance of publishing. The importance of putting content out. Now, when I built a blog that went from zero to a million readers in a year and a half, I did that by publishing at least once a day. When I've built followings on things like Facebook, I've done it by publishing every single day. Now with the podcast, I'm only publishing once a week. And part of that is because it's a collaboration with somebody else and the practicality of recording enough episodes to put one out every single day. It's, it's just not going to happen. Right. But generally speaking, publish, publish regularly, be consistent with your actions. And don't worry about the fact that occasionally the quality might be lower, right? Because people will show up and your best work, you don't know what it is. That's true. And I know that might sound weird, but you don't know what your best stuff is until you see what gets the best response. So we can all guess and we can all go, Hey, I've got this idea in my head, but if all we do is put that idea out, then we can find out if that idea actually is any good. And, you know, for me the way i approach this this is something i didn't share on stage at that event but it's important and it ties in with the same thing the way i approach content creation is very similar to the way as a dj i've written and produced music and that is i tend to start with like a sample right i'll find the the tiniest of ideas and i'll take that tiny idea and I'll expand it into a song. So I will take a sample, a snippet. It might be something somebody else said to me. It might be something I read in a book. It might be something that happened in my day-to-day. But I will take that little snippet and I will expand it into a song and I will tell more of a story around it and I will flesh out that content. What I'll then do is go, which of my songs are resonating with my audience? Which means when I'm then planning something like a seminar or a webinar or some longer piece of content, if I wanna know which stories are gonna work best, do I now start creating new stories or do I go, of all those songs I shared, which one's got the most engagement?
0: Yes, brilliant, yeah. I'll go back brilliant. to my
1: videos, my episodes of podcasts and whatever and go, that thing got a lot of people talking, that thing got a lot of engagement, that thing got a lot of people messaging me, that thing got a lot of views, whatever it happens to be. That thing has something in it, let me use that thing and expand from there. The other thing with that is, you know, if you look at a band that has a successful record, a successful album, they put something out. If it's really successful, you can pretty much guarantee their next album's going to kind of sound similar. Because they start to develop that formula <laughs> of what do people expect from them as a band or as an artist, right? Right. It's the same thing. But every now and again, they'll come out with something completely different, and people are like, is this even that same person? You know, it's like when Kanye West went from making rap records to making songs where he sings like a robot right people were like is this even the same guy yeah right but it also worked and so sometimes going back to like the dj thing you have to do what i call cleaning the dance floor which basically means instead of playing lots of songs that sound the same you play something that sounds completely different and you see if more people come or everyone runs away (laughs) because it might be that you've got something different you haven't tried yet that works even better than the thing that's giving you a predictable result so I go, yeah, you know, I go live on Facebook pretty much every day. I'm not going to say every single day, but pretty much every day. Um, I put out content in Facebook groups. I put out stuff on Instagram, you know, a bunch of different platforms, a bunch of different things, not least because it helps me get better at creating content. And if it resonates with one person and it makes an impact, great. You know, but to wrap up the story you were talking about, I sat in that event with Russell and my content was driving sales that were making me money while I was sat in the room. Yeah, Most, I don't want to say most, but a a significant number of people sat in that very same room were sitting there and it was costing them money to be there mm -hmm. because they're paying for hotels, they paid for travel, they're paying for food, you know, they they pay for the program, they're in everything else. But not, I I don't know the exact numbers because I didn't ask everybody in the room, but my guess is the minority of people were earning money while they were there. Yeah. But if you're putting yeah. content out and you're making some kind of impact and you're giving people a way to engage with you and spend money with you, guess what? You can earn money when you're doing other things. But if you never put anything into the world that can enable that to happen, it's never going to happen, is it?
0: Yeah, right. That's definitely it's true. And I, I two big themes that I see here. Or consistency. Well, one big theme I should say—that's one, right? Just one <laughs> consistency, like consistency in your episodes, consistency in your showing up, consistency in the way you create your content. I mean, I, I love the way you do your your lives, and now I know the inside secret behind them, which I I'm going to start using it myself. <laughs> so I'll make sure to give you credit that whenever I'm asked, I promise. But um, I love that. So here's it's a interesting. question. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Sorry, no. I was just gonna say, It's interesting when you say about consistency as well, right? Let's go back to the health transformation I went through. Mm-hmm. And let's use that as a, as like a metaphor, an analogy, as an example. Okay. How many people have you met who say like, I want to lose weight or I want to get in shape or whatever. And they'll take maybe a week where they eat like uber healthy for a week, but they only do it for a week. And then after a month, nothing's really changed.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Because they gave up after a week, right? Mm-hmm. What if they kept going for the whole month, or two months, or three months, or six months? Right. What impact would that have had on them versus like this really short burst? Yeah. And for me, you know, all the weight that I gained and how I got sick, I didn't do that because I went to a drive-through window once.
0: <laughs> That's a good point.
1: I went to the bar once. I didn't do that because I bought the wrong food at the store once. I did it because I did it consistently. And the way I was able to turn it around wasn't because I went and got a green smoothie once. It wasn't because I ordered a salad once. It wasn't because I had water instead of alcohol once. It's because I did it consistently. You know, and I think it's way too, I think the world we live in right now, too many people are looking for a quick fix. They're looking for a hack. They're looking for a, you know, like a solution that can click my fingers and it's done. Stop doing that. Start yeah. playing the long and start going, okay, well, look, you know, if I commit to this thing for a year, what can I do in a year? You know, if I commit to this thing for the next three years, what can I do in the next three years? And in the scheme of your life, three years is not long. It's not, it really isn't. You know, um, if you don't believe me, have children and watch them grow up. You know, my son's <laughs> yes. years old. I now know how short 20 years is.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. I can't, I, I, that, that is a perfect example, especially, you know, my daughter's eight now and I'm just like, what happened? You know, where, where did that go? Um, yeah. Yeah. But every day if we don't feel like we've made massive results from that one day, it's like, okay, this was a failure, but that, that's so true. I mean, I, I, I wish I would have had you explain that to me in that way. Back when I was a personal trainer, because I would have been much more effective with my clients. I didn't have, I tried to get them consistent and I pushed the consistency, but I didn't have that perfect analogy of like, Hey, you didn't get where you are now by going to the drive through one time. That would have been just, that would have been the, the value bomb. I could have used that and had, it would have made a bigger impact. But, um, but yeah, so I love that. That's a great thing. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up, but I have to ask you one more thing cause I was reading something before we got on. It was actually this morning from this book, The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. Um, I've already read it and I went back and there was just some pieces that I was reading, but for some reason I opened up this today and I thought about the podcast. I was like, this is perfect because, um, let me just look at my notes so I'll make sure I get this right. But I was talking to a group of entrepreneurs yesterday and we started thinking about what I brought up was serving others that, you know, once we're given a gift, like what your journey was and the things you learned that we have a duty to serve others and to help others along their journey as well. And when I read the book this morning, it was talking about abundance. And as long as you don't hoard it, you know, you don't hoard your success, you don't be attached to it. You continue to give back to others what you received it will continue to build and build and build. So is that something, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I don't want to lead the question. I just want to ask you what your thoughts are about that.
1: Sure, sure. So for me, my personal mission in life is to redefine what CEO stands for. Because most people think CEO is chief executive officer. For me, it's not. For me, CEO is constantly empowering others. Now, I know it's like a mission I'll probably never finish. I can't imagine for one minute in my lifetime, we're going to lose chief executive officer. It's not going to happen. But that's not going to stop me trying, right? And the big thing for me about CEO and why that is so important to me is I think we live in a world where too many people want to be the boss instead of being the leader. Too many people want control of others rather than giving the gift of opportunity. Too many people want to go, hey, I want power instead of I want to put you in power. See, I actually think Empower should be spelled I-N-P-O-W-E-R because when you empower someone, you put them in power as themselves. You know, it's I like you it. recognize yeah. what somebody's strength is. You recognize what their skills are. You recognize what their natural gifts, abilities, and talents are, and you let them use them rather than going, hey, I know you're a square peg, but there's a round hole over there, and I need you to fit into it. <laughs> so for me, you know, I'm very much about, how can I share my experience in a way that can help other people and how can I help other people to share their experience? And I'll be honest and say that I have a particular um, interest in people that have come through different types of adversity. Now that might be adversity in terms of like, you know, addiction or abuse, Or it might be dealing with something like a a difficult divorce, right? Or difficult relationship issues. Or it might be, you know, working for a boss that you felt like you wanted to quit every day. It doesn't have to be something that's like uber personal or like a really dark subject, but something that other people struggle with that you found a way through. I almost feel like we have an obligation to help other people through. It's like, you know, as I came through, did I write the map? As I came through, you know, if I was climbing the ladder of success, did I leave the ladder against the wall and am I going to help somebody else up? You know, it's that it's that kind of situation for me. Right. Um, and I think in very many, you know, I think about this a lot, but I think there are kind of like three key areas that are critical to making this happen. One is understanding the culture that you're trying to create. So if you're trying to build an organization or you're trying to build a business, what is the culture in terms of what's the vision? What's the values? How do you celebrate your victories? Stuff like that. And I think one of the key things in there is to remember it starts with you personally. So if you're like a founder or a partner or even a manager in someone else's organization, what do you stand for? And how do you then instill some of those beliefs in the people that are with you that enables them to show up at their best? Second thing is conversation. You know, how do you communicate with people? But I say conversation rather than communication because communication can obviously uh, can often be viewed as what do I put out? Whereas Mm -hmm. the conversation is also what do I allow back in? I was given one mouth and two ears in that ratio for a reason. And (laughs) so were you,
0: right? Yes. So it's making
1: sure you listen and you give attention to everybody else. And then the final part of the puzzle for me is consistency you know, it's not the little thing. It's, sorry, it's not the big thing I do once. It's the little thing I do over and over and over and over and over and over again until it's actually making an impact. And sometimes I've got to give that time. You know, it's, um, the best, best version of this I ever heard explained actually is a guy I used to work with many years ago now. And we were sat in a product development meeting one day and everyone was like, we need this out quicker. We need to go faster. We need to go faster. We need this product ready. And This is in the software industry, right? Right. And it's like, you can't just put more programmers on it. Can't you do something like that? And he said, if you get nine women pregnant, you don't get a baby in a month.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: And I, I immediately took that on board and listened to it. And it's stuck with me ever since because sometimes you just have to give things their natural period of time to evolve you can't force it you can't make it happen but you can show up as if it's happening already so that you're ready when it does
0: yeah oh i love that point that is i think
1: and for me, i think that's a big thing i yeah. just finally on that the other thing to say is there's an acronym for hope that i lo- that i love as well and i use a lot which is that hope stands for hearing other people's experience when someone's in the pits of darkness the person who can best lift them out is the person that's been in that same darkness and is out of it already. So, if you've got if you've got some challenging stuff in your life or in your past, you know that's where the real gold is. But be careful with the timing of when you share it. Uh, Nicholas Bailey, you, I think you know Nicholas
0: Bailey. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So, so Nicholas Bailey has this thing about your mess is your message. Now, I I agree with him completely, but I also think there's an extra piece to add to that. Because if you look at the whole word message, what's the second part? Age. Your mess has to age to become your message. Yes. If you're still in the mess, you can't help anyone else out. You still need help yourself. And the, again, the one thing I, that frustrates me is I see a bunch of people in the entrepreneurial online space that's still in the mess that are trying to help other people out of it. It's like figure out your own stuff first. Now you can help people. You know, and yes. we've all got stuff we've already figured out. And we've all got stuff we're still trying to figure out. That's normal. So there'll always be, you know, me personally, I will always need people in my life that can teach me stuff, coach me on stuff, help me with stuff. That will always be the case. Mm -hmm. Similarly, there will always be people I can help teach coach based on my experience and based on where I am and where I'm trying to get to. We're all in that position the whole time, right? So it's remembering what it is that you can help with and what it is you need to get help with and that they're not the same thing.
0: Yeah. I love that because we all have something to offer. So, I mean, everybody just needs to realize that and that's perfect. Don't try to be the next, just be you, you know, don't be the next whoever the next person that be, be the next, you be the better you, you know, that's all you really need to do. Um, So I love, I love that. I love that that. that's something I'm going back. I'm going to be pulling stuff out of this. and You might hear me throwing these same things out left and right. I'll be like, my friend Neil Martin said this. I mean, this is full of great stuff. I appreciate it. Um, last thing I'm going to do, I just want to ask you, you've got so many things going on. Is there anything in particular you have going on right now that you want to talk about? I know you mentioned the book, um, any events, any, Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean so, so, so there are a few things right now. Um, there is obviously the podcast, Your Best Year Starts Here. We've mentioned that a couple of times. We are doing a live event for that as well, um, but it's in the UK. So, I, and I don't know where the audience for this is going to be. Um, I mean, you're welcome to fly across from anywhere in the world, but it's, you know, it's a one-day event in the UK. But if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out more about that on there. Um, in terms of the CEO thing, you know, I, I do a lot of coaching, mentoring and stuff around that for predominantly for people who've got existing businesses that are trying to grow them um more so than like startups uh but i do occasionally help kind of young businesses around things like content creation and finding their story and finding their voice yeah i've spent i think probably the most valuable skill that i've ever learned is spending time or you know that i've developed is spending time learning to be a speaker whether that's on stage on video on podcast you know whether that's me speaking in a way that it becomes the written word learning to tell stories and put my voice out is probably the most important thing I've ever done. I've been doing it for over 20 years. Yes. I've had coaches and mentors along that journey, but it's been something that, you know, I realized early on was important for me and I've spent a lot of time on having done that. There's a bunch of things I can help people short circuit. Yeah. I was working with two of my clients yesterday. Um, We met up at one of their houses and had coffee and stuff Um, because they've got big presentations coming up this weekend and they wanted some help and just like little tweaks that make a massive difference to how the audience receives it. Yeah. Rather than saying something, asking a question or rather than putting in a fact, putting in a story or, you know, building a bit more curiosity around things that people go, Oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, it's little things that make a huge difference, but that's something I've spent a lot of time on and I help business owners and businesses to deal with. Um, and then I guess the final thing is, because we've mentioned it, is the book, um, mm-hmm. which is not ready yet, so you can't order it anyway. <laughs> um, but but, but if, you, you know, if you keep an eye open, certainly by early 2020 at the latest, that book should be available on Amazon and stuff like that. So just awesome. look for me um, and, and that will show up. But I think the final thing to say, because it is relevant, is all of what I've just mentioned all fits inside that umbrella of CEO. It yeah. all fits inside that idea of constantly empowering others. And if something doesn't fit my life's mission, I don't do it.
0: It's great advice. And I think that's a really
1: important thing to be aware of is like, what are you about and what fits for you? And if it doesn't fit, it will cause you more pain than anyone will ever pay you for. So for me, it's like, is it the right fit? And that's way more important than the fee. The fits right. You know, the, the money comes. the yes. fit has to. Be. I
0: love it. That's awesome. So tell us where they can find out more about you so they can keep up and keep track of that book and maybe send you little encouraging messages to help you with your procrastination.
1: Sure. So (laughs) um, on Facebook, there is a group CEO constantly empowering others, the group. So you can ask to join that. You'll be asked three questions. You do need to answer them or you won't get in. Um, But that's one place. On Facebook, you'll find me Neil Martin. Um, Neil Martin Official is what you'll find my my like profile page as. Mm-hmm. Um, same on Instagram. Uh, same on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on YouTube, Twitter. You know all the all the kind of normal places. But yeah, just come hunt me out. Uh, and if you've got questions and things, you know I'm there. And if you want to know about the juicing and the health thing, I did all of that under the name of Natural Juice Junkie. And if you just Google Natural Juice Junkie, you will find my stuff in that respect too
0: yeah and you will here's something that that's interesting you brought that up because right before we came on earlier i went on social media started typing in your name and it actually brought up on facebook natural juice junkie so yep they've still got their eye on you too as well so that's awesome so oh, um,
1: i mean it made a big impact it's not something i spend so much time on now but it made a big impact when i was doing it and yeah i i don't think that label will ever leave me you know um, right. it's, the fact it's not you know the natural juice junkie thing is not where i spend my day today i, I think it's with me forever
0: yeah it was a catalyst it was a catalyst Absolutely. for greater things for more growth so you know that's Absolutely. awesome um well i appreciate it it was great talking to you and hopefully i will see you within the next few months or so maybe at a in an event or two or some exciting Absolutely. things like that, but, yeah,
1: sure that um, and awesome. thank you for having me on the show
0: yes i appreciate it very much neil have a good one Wow, what another great episode. Our guests are amazing and I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel give us a thumbs up, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our Apple podcast and leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Any way you're watching, listening, consuming this, just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, You also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a a desire to start an impact, purpose-driven business, but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode.